All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Besties, Besties in, in the, the Break Room. Room. I'm one of your hosts, Christian. And I'm your other host, Nikki. And uh, what are we sipping on today? What, do you, what are you sipping on? Um, I'm sipping on Starbucks Triple Shot Energy Extra Strength, so I don't sound dead this episode. <laughs> and I'm sipping on Starbucks Double Shot Energy Supports Focus. Oh, flavor and mocha. I need maybe I need the supported focused one. With your ADHD, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. This is actually our second time uh, shooting this episode. Because last time we were both tired. As so, so and we the first like, time, why why did we delete the first one? Because it was about work. So how was your week? My week was actually fine. I had a good week at work this week. Shockingly, I got we got paid on Friday. I went on a little bit of a shopping spree. Probably shouldn't have done that, but. All right, he's uh, sorry. <laughs> got to open also, up his candy. <laughs> also eating a Twix because um, my blood my blood sugar's low. Okay, <laughs> but I had a good week at work. It was good. They're actually like starting to be nice to me since I went to HR and said that I was about to quit. So shocking. Yeah, I mean they need me there, so it's not that yeah. surprising. But at the same time, I was like. Y'all are actually making me want to stay here a little longer. I know. Just a little bit, but you know, I'm not going to stay there. I'm not, definitely won't be there for another year. Yeah. Like <laughs> me being here a year is a miracle. <laughs> me being We're not even the, out of year yet. I know it'll be a year in October though, but me even being at that job for that long is a miracle. Cause you know me as soon as, uh, as soon as sh- sh- starts happening i'm on indeed oh yeah <laughs> on your lunch break too oh yeah texting you <laughs> i'm ready to go I'm re- I, I gotta I just, go uh, christian i'm not doing this anymore I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I applied at a new job i'm getting i'm gonna start next week i, I can't <laughs> i'm putting my two weeks and i'm not gonna finish it i yeah. literally just get a text and it's like i can't yes yeah. <laughs> like, what happened i'm what? like what and you go i'll call you later but how was your week it was good <laughs> i'm just kidding my week was good Oh, I watched Escape Room with, I don't know if there's anyone you know in it, but it, that was pretty good. With it's, who? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, the guy from Love, Simon's in it. Who'd you watch it with? Your friends? Yeah. We all watched it, which was fun. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Not gonna lie. You know when like random movies come out and you're like, those are gonna be really sh-? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be one of those, but it actually wasn't. I was actually like, okay, this is fun. Like, I like this. Shout out to Michaela and Sierra. Shout out to Michaela and Sierra. Do they want to come to our midnights? <gasps> oh, that's wait, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You go, you go. Um, so two days ago, Taylor Swift, uh, she surprised. She made a surprise appearance at the VMAs. I was a t- I was originally going to watch the VMAs. Uh, I was kind of disappointed though because while I was hanging out with my friends on that Sunday. And I didn't know what time Nicki Minaj was going to perform because y'all know I'm a barb too. I wanted to watch it just to watch Nicki. And then I only thought Nicki was going to be there. I didn't even know Taylor was going to be there. But I was with my other, I was with my friends, uh, Megan and Xavier. And we were just talking. And uh, But then they left at like 8 o'clock because Megan had like an 8 a.m. the next morning. And she had to study for her class. So I was like, okay. And then when they left, I checked Twitter and I saw I... I saw a picture of Taylor and it, it looked like she was on the red carpet at the VMAs. And I was like, is this an edit? And then I scrolled down a little bit more and there was a video of her on the red carpet. And I was like, all right, I'm about to turn on the VMAs and see what's going on. <laughs> um, and I missed Nikki's performance, but I mean, I saw it on YouTube, so that was fine. But then I saw the rest of the show and this, why was this your show kind of good? I mean, honestly though, if it wasn't for Nikki and Taylor though, the show would have been really boring, but yeah. Cause like, uh, I don't know. The, the VMAs look became irrelevant these past couple years. A lot of award shows have because a lot of these award shows they can't get before like way back in the day, like 10, 12 years ago. Like these award shows used to be jam packed with A-listers. Now they oh, yeah. can now they can barely get like one or two A-listers to show up. And it's only if they're giving them like a special award. And then the rest of the artists are like brand new artists who are just starting out. Or it's like some like TikTok stars like Young Gravy or something like that. I literally, whenever they did the little promo for it, and they're like, da 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 da, and then it's like, Nicki Minaj at the very end. I didn't know half of those people. I was like, I don't know who these Girl, people no. are. Girl, no. And when I saw the lineup for the performers, I was like, the only ones that I knew were like, I was about to say Doja Cat, but Doja Cat wasn't there. Lizzo, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow and Nicki. 
And I mean, they had the red hot chili peppers there, but girl, they're like 87. They are really old. <laughs> and their performance was really bad, too. <laughs> also, did they come out with a new album? Did, is that what they performed? No, they won. Um, Nikki got the Vanguard Award and the Red Hot Chili Peppers got the Icon Award. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no shade. Um. But it was really, it, I loved it, though. I loved it that, like... Because I love Nikki and I love Taylor so much. And I was so happy that like there was like some like Tay-Nika uh, uh, interactions. Tay-Nika. That's what they're... Tay-Nikki. Oh, no, it's Tay-Nika because it's Taylor and Onika. Oh, okay. But they we got some Tay-Nika reactions with... Because uh, Nicki Minaj shouted Taylor out in one of her speeches for an award she won i think it was this, it wasn't for the vanguard she won best hip hop and she said she forgot to shout out some artists and then she mentioned taylor because taylor was a big reason why behind super bass blew up initially and also taylor was like really like i mean she was drunk as f- but she was really jamming out to Nikki's set <laughs> and at the end of Nikki's set she uh the people behind her weren't standing up and she was like stand up and everyone stand up cuz when the queen says to stand up you stand <laughs> up so queen being Taylor swift um what do you think tree pain told her that made her like scowl back from her do you did you see that on twitter <laughs> maybe i did see that i was one i was because she actually took a, a break from her like after she won the video for the like earlier in the show after nikki performed she won the an award for i think it was like best long form video for all two l 10 minute and then after that, she took like a break from her seat and she was gone for like 50 minutes and people thought she had left, but I didn't think she left because I knew that there was a big chance that she was going to win the biggest award of the night, which was the last award that they gave out. I think Tree was just like, you need to scale back on the drinks, girl, because you're going to win the award and you got to, <laughs> you got to announce this later. Cause Do you she think was... she told her right then and there that she won the award? I don't think so. I, Cause I don't think Taylor knew. Okay. But uh, I mean. I think I think it's very possible that she knew. I mean, her being one of the only people that were nominated in that category that showed up, and also Swifties just being like the biggest fan base that were in that category. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't get leaked that she was going low key. Like, not even like a before. Like, you know how like they it has all the photos with the celebrities' names on it, and it has a photo of them, and it's on all the chairs before like they open the doors for the actual venue. Well, they actually have that like. St- stage though even though they have they have a bunch of celebrities names on chairs but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going because they did have her name on the chairs but they also had like ariana grande and like beyonce and like some other a-listers but they just put those there as like placeholders it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to show up oh that's true but the way swifties did know is because page six actually leaked it like an hour before she she showed up but like still like that's a little surprise though like and i like people didn't really know a whole hour before and Swifties didn't believe it until uh there was a leaked picture like a pop I guess a paparazzi took a picture because Tree Payne was like right outside the event and mm-hmm. they got some pictures of her and Swifties were like oh she's coming her she's publicist coming. is there <laughs> so and then when I was watching I knew that Taylor was gonna win video of the year that's why I was waiting for that and then Nikki announced it and then they hugged each other and that was a cute moment and Nikki gave her her award and then Taylor gave her speech and then she announced her new album Midnight's out October 21st. Yep. Um, yep. I'm really excited for that. It's a Libra album. It's also her first uh, album that she's dropping in October since 1989. What was our 1989? What day? I don't remember. It was the end of October though. Like So it was a Scorpio album. Yeah. Mm, Alexa? When did Taylor Swift drop 1989? Released on October 27th. 20- oh, so it's it is a, a Scorpio. It is a Scorpio. Scorpio October 27th. Are you excited for Midnight's? I am so excited. Guys, this is about to be a little bit of Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Uh, by a the lot way, of Taylor Swift. You know what Swift. I just realized? Uh, this is our third podcast episode. And the fact that Nikki has had been brought up every single time. She's brought up in the first one. She's brought up in the second one. And now she's being brought up in the third one. Well, this is about Taylor, but... Well, this is about Taylor, but also because I mean, a lot of shit been going down with Taylor and Nikki lately. <laughs> Loki, and they're both my faves. So, like, it's just like, and Nikki's about to drop th- her video to Super Freaky Girl tomorrow, so she's probably gonna be brought up in the next podcast episode too. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm really excited. A lot of Swifties on Twitter are kind of trying to decipher what the album's gonna sound like, and my theory is, and I texted this about this with Nikki. 
is so if you look at the album cover it's kind of like first of all the tracklist is on the front second of all, this was the album cover we're about to get into that later about we're about to get into this after this but i'm talking about the original album cover like that night at midnight when taylor was like you'll learn more about this at midnight this is the album cover i'm talking about we'll get to that in a minute um if you're switching you know what i'm talking about but anyways so that came out and it's sort of like white boarded off and she's in the bottom right hand corner with a lighter not a cigarette in her in her mouth i would love that, that i would have loved eight. that too if she had a if she had a cigarette in if her she mouth. had a cigarette or like what if she had a i'm just kidding oh um, to that would eat oh yeah taylor with a though that would be so funny that'd be and on honestly i think it would like that freak a lot of people out but anyways, that would shock, it would shock the world but yeah and what was it oh yeah so it, the vibes that it's giving me is because if you look at like sort of like just like the colors as well but also like everything about like the way the album cover structured it looks like it's going to sound like a 2000s like rock album so like things like 90s um, or 2000s 90s slash 2000s like i'd say more 2000s yeah like taking back sunday paramore things like Nora jones which i mean that's a pop album but it has rock 2000s rock elements inspired you want to i think i sent it to you on twitter i don't know if you saw it but you want to know something that swifties pointed out on twitter as well that what? kind of relates to your your theory of it sounding like a 2000s album and also the artwork kind of being like a 2000s slash 90s album because it has a track list and stuff on the front on the cassette for midnights it has a because her record labels republic records it has yeah. their old uh their old uh like the their old logo from 1996 to 2006 it has their old republic records that's that's it has their old label on there we're getting a 2000s rock album or 2000s pop or 2000s like i don't know but the main thing it reminded me of was and i know they dated but and calm down but uh john mayer's album i don't remember but it's like him with a bunch of the white squares around it nope it's the white background with a bunch of the pictures of him in the squares you know what i'm talking about if you don't just look it up but and that album's sort of like it's like guitar-y like i don't know i think this is this album's gonna be more guitar and it's gonna be like it two ways it's either gonna be 2000s rock or it's gonna be like this ran remember that random pop era where every song was guitar heavy yeah that's what i think it's gonna sound like i really hope that the rumors are true that she is working with uh some some more female producers and female collaborators on this album i think that'd be really cool which brings me to my next thing is that um i pray on everything that either way the direction that the album goes Lana's on the album. I hope so. I'm praying for it. I'm manifesting it. That picture of her and Jack? Yeah. Of her, Taylor, and Jack yeah. together? Yeah. Also, uh, Lana may be dropping soon, but that's little, nothing's been confirmed or told. But anyways. I mean, her manager has confirmed that her album's almost done. Yeah. So, so that's good. So we may get Lana content by, before the end of the year, but we'll talk about that one. Or the maybe next the beginning. Maybe she'll come in like the beginning of the year next year. What if she drops so some? She might drop some songs like later this year, like Christmas around Christmas time. That'd be good. And then maybe drop the album like springtime next year, or like late or late winter time. Maybe I don't know. Or she might drop this year. She might just drop her whole album this year. I don't know if she cares enough to move around Taylor, but I definitely think if they collabed on each other's albums, that would I think dope. they'll release close to the same time. That would be dope. I think it would be really cool for Lana to be featured on taylor's especially because the hype around this like not to sound like i mean every every taylor album that comes out i feel like has a lot of hype around it but like this one specifically like i don't know what's in the air but like everyone is like talking about taylor right now i feel like i feel like she's brought up in like every tv show whether not in like necessarily like in the shows but like every time i go on twitter like i always see something new like about like a new celebrity or someone famous that's in like a big tv show that's going on talking about what their taylor's favorite taylor swift song is i'm like like why is this so relevant right now like everyone is talking about her right now <laughs> i think a lot of people as well want to know like okay she did folklore and evermore and she said she's done with like this sort of more indie sound so it's yeah. like what's next i know i'm really excited i i it'll definitely be different from anything that she's put out in the past which is really exciting do you think she'll ever do sister albums again Mm, maybe honestly because the only i don't I, think the main the main reason she put out evermore was to promote folklore it was part of her grammys campaign for folklore it was to 
it was to get more votes for folklore at the Grammys because it put more attention on her when when she dropped Evermore in December because it was right in the middle of the Grammys uh, voting period. It was it was like right before uh, it was a couple weeks before the Grammys voting period ended and she dropped that album and that put more attention on her. So that gave that increased her chances of winning album of the year, which she ended up winning. And you can see she didn't do nothing for Evermore. So yeah, what if she never <laughs> dropped Evermore and we were getting Evermore October twenty first? I feel like that wouldn't happen though, because it it just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for yeah. her to drop Evermore this late. Yeah, I don't know. I love Evermore so much. I know she doesn't, but I love Evermore so maybe much. Maybe she does. You don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe maybe. Uh, well, I'm just gonna manifest this. Oh well, I know I'm gonna meet her again. So whenever I do meet her again, I'll ask her. Be like, why the. F- do you hate Evermore so much? <laughs> Why? You're going to meet her too, though, because you're my bestie. So, like, I mean, you're bound to be with me one of these times where... Because especially during Lover, oh my gosh, Christian, as soon as... When... If I decide to become a flight attendant, because I, I get free flights, we're flying to wherever her launch thing is for her <laughs> for her album because she did a huge meet and greet for lover oh also as well another thing that i saw swifty say on twitter is do you think midnight secret sessions has already happened i don't know if she even is gonna do secret sessions ever again just because <sighs> swifties <sighs> they were no, kind no, no. <laughs> they kind of just took it too far um i mean not only with everything going on with the pandemic still going on and like monkeypox and all that going around i mean she could get people tested and she might still do it like maybe but it's just like at the last couple secret sessions like swifties have just been like taking it too far like stealing her soap and stuff and like stealing personal items from her house i mean it's not it's never been anything huge but she was like she was like if you guys want it and then she ended up like giving everybody their own soap because she was like if y'all wanted soap you could have just said that (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like girl like if you get invited over her house you're ruining it for everybody else by doing like that like don't do that yeah you should be grateful that she even invited you over to her house in the first place like she spends literally a whole day with them she spends like 12 to 13 hours at each secret session she's ever done with her fans it's that's crazy i just wish like i so want and i just want more secret sessions i do too but to me we would never get invited to me if there's if there isn't any more secret sessions it's not the end of the world to me because i mean also the main thing that people talk about whenever there is secret sessions is what fans say after the album comes out but whenever they whenever a fan i feel like most of the time when fans post about the album after it comes out they can't they never give too many details but i feel like they just say things because they're really excited but when you actually listen to the album, you're like, why the f*** would they say this on, on Twitter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what? Like with like Lover and Reputation and her saying, oh, this is her best album. This is better than Red and Speak Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. those are good albums, but those aren't better than those albums. <laughs> Red and Evermore hold. They always fight for number one for my favorite Taylor albums. Really? Always. You think Midnight's is going to contest that? It could. Very this well. This vibe is giving it. Oh, yeah. This vibe is giving. This vibe is right up my alley, too. Same. Like, especially because I've been listening to more rock lately. And, like, if she drops, like, a 2000s rock album. Like, if she goes, like, Evermore, like, All I Wanted. If you've never heard All I Wanted by Paramore, please do. And if Taylor gives that, that will blow my mind. she has a Paramore collab? Haley Williams collab? That would be good. Although, Haley Williams (sighs) makes pop music now. Well, she could throw it back for us maybe taylor is the music industry you know who i don't you know i have an unpopular opinion what you know who i don't want to see on midnights what heim i feel like they might be on (laughs) (laughs) listen 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 for all the heim stands look the one heim stand (laughs) i do like them i think like nobody no crime is great even though they got like what a sentence but um i don't i'm not a fan of their music Maybe I just haven't found my zhuzh. Um, Maybe you'll like the song that they do on Midnight's. I just hope they're not on it. I feel like she's if, run them dry. The, she's like, only done like three songs with them. Well, no, she's done two. But then like she always like, I feel like Haim has always just found their way in Taylor's world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, you know who I forgot? Uh, I was like, who else opened for Taylor? Haim opened for Taylor on the 1989 tour. And then she just said that surprise, like, where she yeah. went on stage in London, right? 
Yeah, it was in London. Something Swifties also pointed out. Oh, this album, the tracks, the song titles are going to be a lot shorter than Folklore and Evermore just because like Swifties put like Folklore and Evermore's like uh, uh, track titles like where they are on on Midnight's Uh and they're way too long. So the track titles are going to be really short and the album's only going to be a maximum of 44 minutes long because it's a one LP and on one LPs, it can be only up to 44 minutes long, which is 22 minutes on each side. So the average length of a track is probably going to be three minutes and 23 seconds or shorter. And there's probably going to be like one or two songs that are longer than that. But average length of those songs is probably going to be about three minutes long. I'm glad she's never done like an intro track. Same. Like, I love it. Like, I really like it when somebody does that because like my favorite, like one of my favorite things, like Punish is one of my favorite albums ever. And what I love about that is there's an intro track because I like it because it gives me time to put the vinyl like sleeve back in the actual vinyl jacket, put the vinyl jacket with the vinyl sleeve back in the outer sleeve, set it up, like close my like dust cover, sit in my bed. Like allows it gives me time to like, okay, okay, I'm about to listen to this album. So that way when I drop the needle, it can just be like a little intro. So, I mean, I kind of like that, but Taylor's never done an intro, which I like. no. I'm wondering if this album's gonna have any. I think it will have bonus track. I think like a Midnight's Deluxe, and then she releases a double LP. Uh huh. I think the target, the Target exclusive, might be that because she always gives Target the the extra songs. Yeah. Before, I mean, she'll she'll release the extra songs on streaming after the first week. But Swifty, she's gonna because it'll give Swifties an incentive to buy the album on the first week. So. Yeah. <laughs> and. I will be buying it. I will be buying all variants of this album. Oh, same. So. But I hope she doesn't do 10. I don't think she will. I think at most they'll probably be like, a. they'll probably be her web. The, I think her web store one, that one's probably gonna be the standard. And then there's probably going to be a, a target exclusive. And there's probably gonna be a Walmart. Ex- there might be a Walmart exclusive. I think with Walmart, cause remember my well my sister works at walmart and like the day before she announced the album midnights they were playing her they were doing like a taylor swift marathon on walmart radio because walmart has like their own radio station and they were playing her like nonstop all day the day before so i'm wondering if she has like a deal with tar or not target walmart oh she probably will but if that vinyl comes out mark my words if that vinyl drops and it's a clear vinyl I'm going to throw myself off a cliff. Yeah, that is annoying. If or, we get a clear... Vi- you know what I want from it'll, Midnight's? It'll be clear or yellow. <laughs> I want to I wanna picture this. Because the, the Walmart one is usually always clear. They like they, What they like to do with Walmart exclusives, it's usually always like clear or it's yellow. Yeah, the Billie Eilish, the happier than ever Walmart one's yellow too. I just wish like... Um, I don't know. I just want more like cool exclusives. Like I'm glad she got this moonstone what is it moonstone blue or something i mean it could not be uh it could just be for her web store and the standard is the standard might be black better not i think everyone's Uh, i think everyone's over black vinyl that's true everyone's over being heavy and it's black i would take that honestly because i want the other ones just to have them but i'm hoping that it's like the same quality though because harry's house is a one lp but it's also like pretty it's it's a decent it's heavy yeah I hope it's like that. Yeah. I think it will be though. Because with everything that's included with this one, she's definitely putting more into this like vinyl rollout than she has in a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's so exciting. Every time Taylor drops, I I feel like it's so fun, and I feel like sometimes we like we base the time of our our like times of our lives. Like I'll show you a photo, something from however long ago, and you're like, oh my god, that was Lover release week. Or like, oh my God, that was Lover era. We were doing this, 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 and this. And then it was like, oh no, that was Fearless TV era. Oh my God, da, 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 da. No, like I literally base everything in my life around Taylor Swift albums. That's not a joke. Uh, When do you think (laughs) the next re-record will come? I think, so Swifties had this theory and I think it it might be true. I think we're getting a new album this year. Oh, if you don't know, Taylor Swift has been re-recording all of her studio albums from... Debut to Reputation. Yeah. I was going to say from um, Lover back, but it wasn't Lover. And I was like, what's for Lover? So she dropped Folklore and Evermore in 2020. And then she did two re-records in 2021, which were Fearless and uh, Red. And this year she's putting out Midnights. So I think next year, when she drops re-recording, I think it'll we'll get two more re-recordings next year. One right before she, if she goes on tour next year, which I think she is. I think she'll drop the next re-record right before she goes on tour next year. And then one at the very end of next year. Uh-huh. And then she'll drop another album, like a brand new album, uh, 
and right after those, like the next year in 2024. Wow, that's crazy to think about. 2024 yeah. will be like TS11. And then after that, she'll drop the last two in 2025. I think she's done with all the re-recordings except rep. I think she's probably working on that now. Probably. I mean, who knows? She might just drop. It, it would be pretty crazy if she dropped three three re-recordings in one year. I mean, that it is Swifty's theory that she ju- that she's just going to do two a year and then a new album and then two more re-records and then be done with it in like four years. But I mean, she could drop three. She, she's probably done with the other ones like 1989, um, Speak Now and Debut. I could see her dropping 1989 right before she goes on tour next year because it's like a summer album. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, her dropping speak now like in winter time next year i hope the vault tracks on 1989 are really good the most vault tracks i'm looking forward to are 1989 and reputation i'm really looking forward to reputation because i know with reputation she can like experiment more than with her other albums when it yeah. comes to vault tracks yeah which is really i'm exciting. praying for a charlie xcx feature that would eat that would eat that would eat um maybe if we get to meet her be like can charlie, can charlie be on rep and she's like she's like that would be awesome man Man. (laughs) she she just needs to text me man (laughs) i'd start tweeting charlie the second we left take a a video can you say it (laughs) (laughs) we're shaking (laughs) oh have you heard of the snow globe theory that taylor swift liked on on tiktok no so basically taylor liked this theory on tiktok uh it's in her likes um probably by the time this goes out well this sort of comes out in two days because we had to re-record, but you could probably go back and find it. Basically, this girl explained that the Lover snow globe was 100% finished. How whenever she dropped Lover, all the houses in the Lover house that you see in the music video, they are all represent each album. And everyone was like, okay, what the heck? But when she dropped Folklore and Evermore, they are like, oh yeah, there's two extra rooms in the house, which are in the middle above the door. So there's Folklore on top and then Evermore on the bottom. So then they're like, well, the the lover house is done. But then she did Midnight's. And if you zoom out, the Midnight's is the same iridescent blue that's behind the house in the lover snow globe house theory. Uh, It's the outside of the house. And it says Midnight's at the top. And people are like, they're like, either this means that this era of her life is over and she's done and moving on to another chapter. Or it means she's done with music. But I don't think Girl, she's done she's with she's not music. done with music. Um, but she did like the TikTok. She liked it, but she be entertaining Swifty theories all the time. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. She's done stuff like that before. I know. I'm just saying I saw that yeah. and I thought it was cool. You know what one of my biggest regrets is? Not buying that Lover Snow Globe when it was on sale. Oh, I want that f***ing Lover Snow Globe so bad. I want it so bad. So bad. That's the cutest I didn't, ever. I didn't have a job though when she <laughs> Back in 2019. Didn't she do a, one for Evermore too? Uh-uh. No, she did the uh, Fearless TV one. If she ever brings back, like during Christmas time, if she br- if she ever brings back the Lover Snow Globe, I'm buying it. Give me one too, and I'll pay you back. <laughs> if I'm asleep or something, and she drops in, you're up. Okay, and I'll, I'll add you to the cart. Go ahead, and then I'll just text me, be like, "Oh me, she just dropped the snow globes," and I'll be like, "Okay, yeah, because I need that." Because it's so cute. Maybe once it's like, I wonder if she'll come out with one where it's all labeled. Like, each room in the house is labeled. Do you think uh, the lead single is going to come this Friday? No. I think we're going to get a song before the album comes out. I don't think so. But I don't know. Something's... T- I don't know. Because low-key, this feel is it. the longest we've had to wait for an album since Fearless TV. No, it's the longest we've had to wait for an album since... What do you mean, Fearless TV? Fearless TV came out... <laughs> no, when she announced Fearless TV it can- versus when it came out... Are you t- you're talking about Red. Because Fearless TV came out like two months after she announced it. Oh, I was thinking about the vinyl. Girl, because vi- that vinyl, that took, vinyl like, did take t- forever. 12 months. But uh, the long- this is the longest wait period since Lover and between Lover and... Oh, no, and I'm talking about Lover and Folklore. Because Lover and Folklore came-, Folklore came out 11 months after... It's announcement? No. I'm talking about announcements. Oh, announcements... Well, Red. This is the longest announcement period since Red because she announced Red like in May of 2021 or June and then it didn't come out till November. But I mean, I'm glad she announced this album and we only have to wait till October for it. Yeah. And and, and the vinyls are shipping the week of the album. Thank God. I know. That means what's crazy as well is like 
how has this album like not been like leaked not leaked in like where you can listen to it but leaked of like it's coming no well one of the re- vinyls are in production right now one that's of, what it, that means one of the reasons why i think there is a lead single coming is because uh there was a bunch of rumors going around in july from reliable sources that taylor swift was on set of a music video at the end of july yes but that could be so she has when the music- album drops I think it's going to come before. I think if she did it that long ago, I think it's going to come the, the in September, like sometime in September. What do you think September. the album's going to be about? Look, I don't know. That's the That's f- of it all. all. I just know <laughs> that she's coming and it's going to be big. And she's going to have them radio deals on deck. I'm also excited for the Grammys this year because I really hope that all too well 10 minute win something because that would kind of like i i don't think she'll submit the album for like the album of the year category even though she could just because it is a re-record and she she didn't do that for fearless but she did submit some of the fearless vault tracks yeah but i do think uh i do think red all too well 10 minute if she submits that which i think she is i think it does have a big chance of winning some of the grammys and that'd be pretty cool because then red will finally have a grammy a well-deserved grammy oh yeah i'm excited I am too. Like, I always love... Every new Taylor era, I'm like, oh my god, what's coming? Like, I love the album cover. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Duh, but... Uh, Apparently, like, the the real album cover leaked, which is just the same photo, but it's like, there's no white stuff surrounding it. Variety actually confirmed that that's not the album cover. Like, the, the one that she put out is the album cover. Okay. Someone... I don't know why that ended up being her like genius pro a bunch of people thought it was because only the artist can change the profile on genius but they changed it to the original cover hours after that one was her profile and then there was an article in variety where uh someone from her team basically confirmed that the album cover is the way it is is going to be the way it is when the album drops so i'm excited i am too i'm like really excited We're so excited for Midnight's. We are. We could talk about it for hours. Oh, yeah. Don't you... Have you also seen the other theory? We're going to get off to Swift in like two seconds. Sorry, we guys. Will. We literally 40 minutes in. It's been about Midnight's. I know. <laughs> have you seen the other theory that um, in the post that she made about uh, Midnight's, how she does for all her albums of her like uh, hunched over in that chair with the phone? Yeah. That whatever she said in that, that's going to be the song titles. Yeah. You know what? I think the... Um what the lead single is going to be called what meet me at midnight i think so yeah because she kept saying that and it just sounds like a song title so i think i think that's going to be what the lead single is whenever she drops it because i don't think it's going to be the same situation with red just because red was a re-recording because we didn't get a single song until that album dropped i think she is going to drop a single before the album comes out for this one didn't she announce evermore like 11 hours before before it came yeah she literally well she she finished uh the last like the i forget what the last song that she finished for evermore before it came out evermore is actually like her lowest debut like well since her second lowest but besides her like actual debut album and it's only because she didn't have physical like cds out in stores the first week and it's because she didn't finish the album until 12 hours before it came out I mean, it still debuted with over 300,000 copies, and I mean, that is... Did more than chemtrails. <laughs> just in the U.S., but I mean, and then she had the CDs out the second week, and it was kind of the same situation with Folklore, but the Billboard rules had changed after that, so like, those, even though she had pre-orders and the sales for the CDs were high, the sales don't count until uh, the CDs or like the actual vinyl ship, so... Um, the reason why Folklore's debut was so high, even though we didn't have CDs first week and we didn't have vinyls first week, is because back then that was that was where all just counted as digital sales. Coming from a stan, I know a lot about Billboard rules. <laughs> as a Swifty. As a Swifty. <laughs> it's just, I'm so excited. I'm literally so, so excited. I just can't. I'm just waiting. Don't forget to request off work. I already did. I did yesterday. I requested off the 20th and 21st. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I finally got my tattoos on my legs. Yes. Yeah. I got... How was um, your week? It, <laughs> <laughs> we were t- we talked about my week and then we started talking about midnight. So now it's time to talk about your week. My week was good. I went... I had th- I've had three days off this week and that was lovely. 
and I literally go back for three days and I'm off and then Ooh. I go back for two days and then I'm off. So I'm working 40 hours next week. You are? Well, 38, but I gave up one of my shifts on Friday. I hope someone takes it because it's an eight to four thirty. So I think someone will. If it was a closing shift, honey, no one's taking that. <laughs> but someone might take an opening shift on a Friday. Yeah. So. I don't know. My week was good. Um, I got my tattoos, which if you don't know, so like I think a year and a half to two years ago. Was it from my 21st or my 20th? It was two years ago. So it was your 20th birthday. Birthday. It was your 20th. It was. It was my 20th. So two years ago. Oh, my gosh. I got signatures on my knees. He's old. And I'm kidding. <laughs> <I hate someone. laughs> so I got signatures on my knees that say on my left knee, it says Marilyn Monroe. And on my right one, it says Amy, and it's their signatures that they would do. And I got those because I knew that I wanted portraits above those at some given time. And then finally, after years of waiting, and the girl that I promised would do the portraits, I told her, I was like, yeah, these are your thighs, because like I want you to do them, because she's really good. And so I went to her, and she did both of them in one session. So I She have- killed it. She did. Shout I out have. to Taylor. Shout out to Taylor at Argonaut Tattoo in Clarksville, Tennessee at Taylor the Tattooer on Instagram. But I basically have um, Marilyn Monroe's like iconic dress flow up. I have that silhouette um, in this sort of line style on my left thigh. And then on my right thigh, I have the um, Amy Winehouse. It's the album cover for Linus, the Hidden Treasures. Um, but I loved that because it has her iconic winged liner and her iconic uh, beehive bun or beehive like hairstyle I'm so i love with that. the amy one and that one's on my right thigh i love them i love them both so much and they're in sort of the style of like the style of outlining she did if you've ever seen sketches from like the 60s of like sort of like gay propaganda i guess you could say it's sort of like that and sort of that style where it just kind of looks like i don't know i love to make it look like a sketch um if you've ever seen like old photos of like how Cyrano de Bergerac was drawn it kind of looks like that so I love it and um, I'm waiting for them to heal because right now they have tagaderm on them so I can't wait to peel this off in a week well next Monday would you ever get an ass tattoo absolutely I want a cherry on my ass I want an ass tattoo as well but I don't know what I want I want to get my ass tattoo after I get my body good after I figure out what's going on with my stomach and this bloating and I got a good ass and a flat stomach oh it's over (laughs) (laughs) that was my week I've been okay recently I know we talked about so last podcast we talked about man-made movies yeah or no man movie marathon yeah and literally since then I've been like obsessed with these men movies like i don't know what it is but like i started there's an hbo series called band of brothers on hbo max i'm in the middle of watching it i'm on the fifth episode and it is so good um it's during world war ii so good it's really good and also all the soldiers are like hot so like (laughs) that's also great but yeah and like i'm literally planning on watching fury and like just a bunch of man movies because some movies? of them are actually really good yeah i love world war ii movies i need a good movie to watch do you want to watch fury fury is that yeah. a movie yeah it's got brad pitt in it oh yeah i forgot he's bleep that out my mom's gonna be listening oh, okay he's gonna all right let's cut that whole segment out <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on in the news lately besides taylor dropping and the whole world stopping for her and i feel like nothing i feel like there really hasn't been a lot like loki this <sighs> johnny week. depp oh my god oh my god johnny f- Depp making an appearance at the VMAs that is disgusting yeah and the way people like like celebrate him like he's like some sort of hero like ew like that is so disgusting to me like I'm not like I'm not I'm not the kind of person to say like everything that Amber Heard did was right obviously not but also like when you're in an abusive relationship you retaliate like people in abusive not everyone in an abusive relationship who is who initially is the first one like they they're the ones that start to get abused they don't necessarily start out doing uh or they're not always gonna just sit there and take it like obviously she retaliated a couple times and obviously i'm not saying like you know violence is right in any kind of situation like i don't believe like you should hit your partner like yeah do anything like that but i mean for them to be celebrating johnny depp like he's some sort of hero is crazy to me because he definitely is an abuser absolutely and the fact that they had him on national television is 
f***ing gross. Yeah, and I think... And Amber Heard's getting blackballed from f***ing everything. That's ridiculous. And the fact that Will Smith, a black man, got almost everything taken away from him for a slap on national television. Sorry, Chris Rock deserved that I know that's contra- well controversial to some people to say, not to me, but he was making fun of her on national television. And like Jada has talked about before how like that's something that is very like really personal to her. Like she really doesn't like jokes about it because it's something that she can't help like sh- going bald. And I mean, there could have been a different if we're well, if we're being objective, there could have been a different way that um <laughs> that Will Smith could have went about that. But at the same time, it's just like shut your f-ing mouth. Like sometimes the like these comedians, like they think they can just say whatever. Oh yeah, but like some some jokes are are off limits, especially when it. I don't actually know if they have a personal relationship, but it has been well known. And Jada has talked about it on her Red Table Talk how she doesn't like that those kind of jokes, and she doesn't like when people talk about her hair. And you could see it on her face too when he was making the when yeah. he was making those jokes too that she was not here for it. And I mean, Jada's not a good person. However, she. I mean, there's no excuse to it's, make fun of somebody for a disease or an illness that they literally cannot help. Yeah, it, it's especially on national television. At the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And you know who was, who's another comedian who always takes too far? Remember that he's a British comedian. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. He has a beard. But anyways, he he went really popular for making that joke about Jeffrey Epstein like a week after mm-hmm. it happened. And he was like, he was like, well, don't be mad. You are friends with him. Don't be mad at me. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. I don't know, but he's a comedian who always takes stuff so far. Like every like, I feel like three months, like something comes up about him, and I'm like, Jesus. I just think it's crazy to me that like <laughs> that Johnny Depp could abuse his uh his ex wife uh and be totally vindicated in the public eye and like get to be on the VMAs. But Will Smith makes one mistake uh because he defended his wife on national television, and he's he's a he's painted out as a villain and he's being blackballed from a bunch of things and amber Her- amber heard i'm not saying everything that she did was justified some of it i think but if you go and read everything that went on sorry she was justified in some of the things that she did I'm just gonna say it I mean, we can have a whole episode. I'll do more research about this, and we can have a whole episode diving into this topic. I remember we were, I researched like when it came out, and I was like, because I, I remember think- when I told you, I was like, I was like, people are going after Amber Heard a little bit too hard because there were, there's definitely like some. Like, especially when Amber Heard was on trial. I know the whole world has heard about this. And it's kind of like when COVID was a thing and people kept talking about COVID 24-7 and making COVID jokes and it got annoying. But, like, this, that trial ended, like, weeks ago. But anyways, um, I think as well, like, I mean, Amber definitely, like, there were, there were plot holes in her stories a lot. Um, But there definitely were some where it was like, oh, no, this is, like, a court like this is proven to have happened proven to be real and yet she gets nothing there's no like anything and it's like oh she's this horrible liar and it's honestly like so misogynistic and sexist of the public to like rival behind johnny depp when it's like if you actually look at the court cases he is like he did a lot of things and he sexually assaulted her and his lawyer uh during the trial asked her like because there was no it was basically her word against his because there was no proof but she was basically asking her like why she didn't take pictures of her vagina after she was sexually assaulted like i don't know about you but like after i mean well i can relate because i've been sexually assaulted before um Mm -hmm. the first thing that i the first thing that i did i didn't well i didn't tell anyone after that because i was embarrassed and also like i'm not gonna take pictures of where i was just assaulted at like that no one does that but that's such a disgusting question to ask and the fact that people were hyping up this lawyer and his his lawyer was just trying to ask her a bunch of gotcha questions because she knew that the cameras were on her and she wanted to go viral on tiktok yeah i mean she did though she did and tiktok was hyping her up like she was some kind of boss like no that was disgusting she asked her disgusting questions it's just it's that were way out of pocket there were there are other one there were other questions she asked her um i would have to go uh do some more research into it again but that's the one that i can think of off the top of my head where she asked her why she didn't take pictures of her vagina after she was sexually assaulted like that's so gross 
it and like it just gives me such like charles manson vibes when everyone was like we love him what do you mean and like all these celebrities who like want to sit back and defend johnny depp uh why not a writer let's not act like you're clear free uh literally she was one of the people who was like well he was nice to me that doesn't mean that literally does not mean that happens all the time with uh i mean the only other example that i can think of off the top of my head and it's just because honey that's my world but that whole like scooter braun situation with taylor and then demi lovato came out and was like oh that can't be true because scooter braun was good to me just because a man was good to you doesn't mean that he's not horrible or treats other women like uh, same thing with the dr luke situation yeah some celebrities came out and they were like he was great to me yeah i think that was also the kind of like thing too which is why i think it maybe took so long for people like Katy perry did gaga work with luke at one point i think she did did she i don't know but i know katie did i know katie did and it took a while for katie to say something yep and it's because katie was never treated in any kind of way oh i actually have tea on dr luke that i actually i told you about this we didn't sign an nda so spill it we did not sign an nda (laughs) (laughs) like this is like real shit like this is 100% real like I'm not going to go into depth or give names but basically I had a friend visit and they are friends it's like through a friend of a friend of a friend but this is like a reliable source um I literally cannot say anything though because I don't want to put this person on blast nor do I want this friend of a friend of a friend to get in trouble Mm -hmm. but basically this friend of a friend of a friend is very very close to uh Kim Petras and as you all know I love Kim Petras I've always defended her with her workings with Dr. Luke and the whole situation because something I'm going to say this for people who know Kim Petras is Kim Petras is a she's a transgender woman and she's also a um, big pop star within the LGBT well uh, people outside the LGBT community know about her but mainly only people in the LGBT community really know about her but yeah she's a pop artist she makes great music go listen to her but please go but she basically like I, I I'd always felt like something was weird about the whole Dr. Luke. So Kim Petras is signed to Dr. Luke. Um, Kim Petras works with Dr. Luke. But hold on before anyone starts rolling their eyes and going crazy. I've always felt like Kim Petras has been trapped. Kim Petras has been locked. Kim Petras has been like forced to sign a blood oath with this man. And um, I recently talked to somebody who was a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, Nope, it's just two friends, friend of a friend. Um, But he hangs out with the friend of a friend who's close to Kim Petras. So Kim Petras's friend and my friend basically hung out. Um, And through my investigations that I've made on my own about Dr. Luke trapping Kim Petras, I literally did find out uh, just the other day uh, that it is 100% true that Dr. Luke trapped Kim Petras um, back in 2000 and I think it was 10 or 11 um, because... How old is she? She's not that old. I think she's like a little older than us. Alexa, how old is Kim Petras? Kim Petras is 30 years old. Oh, she's 30. She's 30. So she was 20 back then. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because I was like, if she's only a little bit older than us, she was like young as. Yeah. But basically, so I kind of like talked to this person, and my friend is a huge competitor stan, and decided he lives in LA, so he got the chance to hang out and talk to and become friends with somebody who is extremely close to Kim, and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy we started talking and he just gave me the rundown of all the tea about like how kim is definitely forced into this and how he has had her in a chokehold and like decides her every move decides every song that comes out and everything and that he literally has probably never worked on a single song with her it's always people who are assigned to him or like him just coming in not even listening to the song and then giving the green light of like yeah release it like whatever this is a radio hit i'll get money you know what i have to say to that i can't wait for the day for those contracts to be done with because i'm so ready for dr luke just to be fully kicked out of the industry because that is the case with so many artists who quote-unquote worked with dr luke because Every single time he is featured on or he's in the credits of a song like 
for example, he's in a bunch of Doja Cat songs. She never, he doesn't work on a single thing she does. He's been in a lot of uh, Nicki, whenever Nicki like goes and does pop songs, he's usually the producer, but he's not actually the producer. It's just a producer who, the producer who produced the song is signed to Dr. Luke. I, and a lot of these producers signed these contracts before the Kesha allegations even came out. So there's yeah. nothing that they can do about that. Yeah. And he, and it's just, it's unfortunate because it's just like you don't want these producers to stop getting work because then they won't be able to eat like and they're talented people and i they shouldn't have to be blackballed from the industry because of one person's actions but it just sucks that he is still making money off of these people because they are getting to work with these artists yeah and i mean the like this and it's not even just about control of like kim's music that dr luke does it's control of like literally everything do you know how many times i've gotten not- i have kim petrus's tweet notifications on and do you know how many times she'll tweet something i'll see it in my notification center i'll click on it and it's been deleted and it's like i'm in a pop prison help me i'm in a cage i've written three songs worth of albums please help me yada yada or like i don't know what else to do i keep pushing for things to be released and nothing's happening it's out of my control even with her scrapped and now leaked album uh problematic like she's literally been like she did an interview and i i don't know it was some music festival but there she was like go listen to my leaked album haha <laughs> like it's out it's number one on the leaked album on debris like yeah slay like go listen to it i made it for the fans and it's just insane because she is definitely trapped and the basically the whole tea about it is is that when she first came here from germany because she's german uh and it was like her and I think her mom or it was just her. I, I could be mistaken. Uh, but she was just kind of like trying to find her footing, kind of trying to find her ground and wanted to like make pop music and be a pop star. And so she decided to Dr. Luke found her somehow and like she showed him some songs and that way she basically like she like showed him some songs and he was like this is great i want to sign you and she was like oh my god this was pre-kesha allegations but this was post like party in the usa that dr luke has credits on this is post california girls that dr luke has credits on like he wanted to make her the next Katy perry he wanted to make her like the next you know like a whole bunch of things that he giving this someone who is so like a new to la b new to the united states and c who has just a vision of being a pop star in their like i mean when you're like tunnel and then taking that for granted taking advantage of her and then locking her in for life to you and basically like being a slave it's disgusting i mean when you're young and you have aspirations to be like a big music star especially coming from a foreign country and you're in a place that is totally unfamiliar to you it's probably a culture shock it was probably a culture shock for her to be in la for the at least the first couple months that she was living here because it's totally different from germany but i mean yeah like exactly what you're saying like it's just it's so crazy the prowl and like again like i wish it sounds so phony when i say it like no it's a reliable source but like i don't even want to say that like i'm gonna bleep that out but like i don't even want to say that just for the sake of like this person's identity it's like they'll never know though they won't but at the same time i really like i just don't want it to yeah I mean, he literally told me, he was like, please don't tell anybody about this. And I was like, okay, I'm talking about it on my podcast. When you're an artist like that and you have big dreams, when when you meet a big producer, someone like Dr. Luke, who has worked and has made huge songs for artists like Katy Perry and other people like her. I forgot who else you said she worked with. But I mean any artist who was looking for like their huge break would take that opportunity so yeah especially because at that time she was couch surfing yeah in la especially yeah not having really having enough money to like even live in la it's just yeah. sad it's so it's horrible that's how a lot of our artists like her get trapped in contracts so and people are like oh just read your f- contract do you know how long those contracts are and how like deceptive they are and and how labels whenever they write up these contracts how they sneak in there because they'll write something but you'll not like not everyone especially her as a german person she might not 
I mean, she obviously knows English, but she might not comprehend it as well as someone who is a native born English speaker. Uh, and even people who are native born English speakers can't understand everything when it comes to like law and, uh, how when they type up these contracts they they type them up in a way where it's like the a normal person wouldn't understand certain sentences or like certain words that they're putting in there and that's why you need lawyers at these at these contract signings but when you're a starving artist like she was at the time you can't afford a lawyer to you have can't. so i mean that's that's one huge thing that every artist uh, who's become like huge is like they're like get a get a good lawyer because you're gonna need it and I mean, sure as do. It's it's so gross. And I wish like, and like every time she drops, I feel like people on TikTok want to like clown her and be like, you work with Dr. Luke, whatever. You work with Dr. Luke, whatever. And then everyone brings up these interviews that she did where she literally is very neutral. And she's like, I don't want to speak on something. And like, they're both great people, yada, yada, because they're like, what about the Dr. Luke and Kesha situation? But like, even that, like y'all do not understand, like, people who like clown her for that it's like please read into what you're saying if she willingly worked with him and then willingly was like yeah i i don't i just want to stay neutral and she was that of a person i'd be like no kim petras but no like if you literally look at it like everything from like not even just music but like like publishing things and like everything she does like he has a hand in he like a forced hand in that's basically how every project is with him because no one personally wants to work with him because everyone everyone knows that he thing. everyone knows that he Kesha. Oh yeah, you got to bleep up that R word. Yeah, but if she says one bad thing about him, it takes him two seconds to sue her for defamation, drop her from her label, and all her dreams that she literally moved across the world for. Now that we finished that topic, I really think I, I I hate to go back to music, but I mean I I really think Lana's coming yeah she is i mean her manager said her album's almost done so and i don't know what that's gonna sound like i don't know what that's gonna be like i definitely am excited she did she had john batiste in the studio with her who i love yeah and <laughs> what girl you know i don't give a f- about john batiste but um <laughs> i said yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding no but i definitely um it's so funny but anyways yeah i definitely think i mean she shared something on her instagram if you don't follow lana's instagram it's, it's at honeymoon. honeymoon um go follow it it's it goes private and then unprivate like all the time so i don't know hopefully but. she'll go back on her her like main account whenever she starts this new era she probably won't um because she's messy but anyways <laughs> honey she can just turn off her comments like taylor did taylor needs to open her comments back up again on instagram because girl don't nobody care about that drama from six years ago. And also her comments are open on TikTok and Twitter. So just open them on Instagram. I'm just excited. <laughs> I, I really want Lana to come and I hope Lana and Taylor do something. And I think when Lana doesn't announce something, I feel like we'll have another full conversation like we did about Taylor for Midnight's. Oh, yeah. Because I want to know. Every, I mean, like, I'm going to be looking at, like, Lana Del Rey's I theories, hope, everything. I hope with the amount of time that she's taken to work on this album, I really hope that it is just as good as NFR or better. I think so, because the amount of time that she took from Lust for Life to NFR was, like, three years, right? Yeah. Damn. 27. Mm, two years. 2017, it's been over. It's been over a year since Blue Bannisters, right? Or yep. it's, it's been almost a year? Yeah. It'll be a year in October. That's crazy. Yeah. Because I was kind of... When she put out Chemtrails, I was like... I was like, it was less than a year before NFR, right? Or less than a year after NFR? No, because Chemtrails came out 21. Oh, yeah. It did come out in 21. And then it was like May of 21. Or March. And then... Well, Blue didn't Banish she, didn't she finish that album quick? Didn't she like start... Work, she didn't start working on it in 2020, did she? Or did she? Chemtrails? Yeah no she, she worked she started in 21 and then released it the same year no she had to have finished it she had to have started working on it in 2020 because she had all the vinyls out the first week that's true she probably like maybe i mean i wouldn't be surprised low-key towards the end of 2020 when she started working on that yeah it's crazy that uh after she put out nfr her label thought because nfr is like 
it's on track to like be her second well it is her second most successful album yeah behind born to die yeah um i think after she put out born to die people thought that and chemtrails initially like it had a good first week (laughs) but you know that hype died down pretty quick you're such a fucking um <laughs> also i do love lana and blue band i listen to some of the songs up there's a couple songs up blue banisters which is her most recent album that are very very good and really do show that lana can do really good and nfr is one of the best albums of the last decade so go listen to that but there's like one song off chemtrails i would suggest to y'all but you know not me there's it's a couple worst, of chemtrails. it's her worst album though oh yeah me as a stan me as like a stan i think all scenes agree it is her worst album like and it sucks too because it's just like i want her other albums that like i listen to and i think are really good but they're never on the shelves but every time i go and see lana album chemtrails is always there like chemtrails to me is kind of like the songs as a whole collective i'm like the this is not go good as a body of work but individually i feel like they're good but some of them i'm like you so could have kept that girl i still listen to them love them and know every lyric because duh lana but there's a picture on a wall i was listening to that song and while stuck in traffic today me and a john deere oklahoma we were jumping in the pool yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's stop singing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I'm probably like, anyways. Everyone's like, this all part. right, let me go. <laughs> 15 seconds ahead. Um, yeah, I think I'm excited for Lana. I, I'm really excited, and I hope this album is something that. Um, I, I don't I don't know what direction it goes in. She recently did an interview not too long ago um, where she said that she's very uninspired right now and that she hasn't felt the need to write. But she's been working on her album. Exactly. Maybe she's been scrapping a lot of stuff because she's not f-ing with what she's been making. Maybe. But her, her manager said her album was almost done. So yep. maybe it is almost done. He is also... He's okay, but... Um, he definitely is somebody who only folk. So he also, Solana's manager also manages Dua Lipa. So he definitely manages and pays attention more to the girl who's popping at the time. So when Dua Lipa came out, like all the attention from Lana went straight to Dua Lipa. Like NFR was like amazing. And like, it was like, oh my God. And it's then, like her, it's like her most critically acclaimed work. Yes. But then Dua Lipa did Future Nostalgia. And so during Chemtrails, Ed wasn't really there for her yeah would she ever has she ever had beef with him or problems with him yes they've had they used to have a like really bad beef i mean that's her label didn't believe in ultra violence that's why her name's not at the top of it allegedly that was like a big theory long ago but and uh i don't know I, i i honestly don't know where this album's going i don't know where it's going because she did an interview where she said she was mad and she was pissed off and the last time she said that we got nfr okay so i mean something's good happening oh if she's featured on taylor's album and their collab is really good that's gonna be build a lot of hype for her next album oh yeah maybe that's maybe that's why she's waiting maybe that's why she hasn't said anything about the album because she's waiting for midnights she's on midnights and then she'll drop her album next we have no idea what the album title is and normally Lana's really messy, so she'll already say an album title by now. But she hasn't said anything about it. Like, she literally was active, and, like, uh, rumors about album were coming, and then her manager commented that. And ever since then, she's been inactive. She hasn't been interacting with fans. She hasn't been liking comments. Just ghost. What if her next uh, album cover is that picture of her in the Mississippi? If I, I don't know. I hope it's good. I hope it's high budget, like NFR. That was a good Album that cover. was a good album cover i loved that album that, cover. that album cover and ultraviolence are my favorite lana album covers yeah i love the honeymoon one yeah that one if you listen to the album it the cover makes so much sense yeah because when i it first came out i remember it dropped i was like girl this looks messy because of all the words but no like it literally makes so much sense i hope it's good and i have high hopes for this album and when it does come out we'll definitely let you know oh do you think we should do like a midnight's do you know what we should do what? we should do a special episode for midnights we will and do each each track and our thoughts and opinions and feelings we should oh my gosh that's in october too i hope we have our room set up by then because yeah. we can do a video and then we can upload it to youtube and swifties are gonna watch that yeah 
But yeah, do you want to end with our song of the week? Mm-hmm. What's your song of the week? My song of the week is... Wow, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Crushed uh, by Ethel Kane? I think, it, yeah, I said that last time we recorded. So yeah, Crushed by Ethel Kane. Shout out to Ethel Kane. If you don't know who she is, you should uh, listen to her new album, Preacher's Daughter. That album is also very good. But Crush is like a single that she put out last year. But that song is really f- good too so listen oh, yeah. to her stream her i love ethel kane i wish we could get her on the podcast but we'd Same. have to spare a thousand dollars i know maybe I with our tax returns when we get our tax returns next hopefully year? she's not blown up by then because she's slowly growing like yeah. not even slowly like she's kind of growing really fast yeah and she's on tour but her tour will be done by then so maybe we could get her on yeah after tour yeah, yeah. what if we had to drive to alabama that'd be cool that'd be so and that's cool. not far it's not so What's your song of the week? My song of the week is Maybe It's My Fault by Willow. Uh, it came out earlier this year. Not early this year, like a couple months ago. I'm so dramatic. Um, but it's really good. It's like a it's like a rock, ethereal, like almost pop song. It's really good. You would love that song. I haven't played it for you yet, but you would love that song. Probably. Yeah. Like, it's really good. You should play it for me when it ends. When we, we wrap this. I should. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. all right all right we'll see y'all next time see y'all, if y'all next made week. it this far uh, if you want us to talk about something send me a dm send christian a dm um y'all have a great week this was the third episode of besties, besties in, in the break, break room all right bye bye god i'm so excited for midnight you can turn the TV on.